0: Hello everyone and welcome to Faith Talks, where we have conversations about Christ with students. We're a podcast based out of Grace Community Church in Hudsonville. My name is Levi Keiger and I'm a senior here at our youth ministries. This week, instead of Ethan Green, I'm joined by Nathan St. John, you can go ahead and say hello. Hey guys. And he'll be sharing his testimony. It's my hope that all of us can learn about leadership in your life, in the faith, and intentionally pursuing the things of the Lord today. So Nate, before you get into your testimony, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Alright, so like you said, my name is Nate St. John. I'm 17 years old. Uh, I'm a senior at Hudsonville High School, and uh, I've went to Grace Community Church my whole life, pretty much, so yeah.
0: Do you have any hobbies? Anything you like to do for Uh, fun?
1: I like playing sports and watching TV shows, I would say, yeah.
0: Snowboarding. Any suggestions on TV shows?
1: Uh, The office is a guarantee, but (laughs) if you're not into that, Breaking Bad is also good. (laughs)
0: All right. Why don't you go ahead and start reading your testimony?
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, so basically what I said, um, I went to Grace Community Church my whole life. I'm the youngest of four boys. So um, honestly, ever since I went there, it was always nap time for me. Um, Something about the lights and the chairs are just, like, extra comfortable. And I would just always uh, fall asleep. And I didn't really care because I felt like I was too young and, faith and Christianity was for like older people. Um, I would always like look over at my mom and dad when we're standing up singing and they're just like, they looked like they were in the zone and like feeling something, but I just didn't feel it at all. It was just kind of words. Um, and honestly, it was stayed like that until I was about nine years old. And um, that's when I went for the first time to a place called Upper Peninsula Bible Camp or UPBC. And this place my dad's actually went for many years like even when he was a kid, but it was my first time there. And um, I thought it was super fun just because most of the time you're just playing games, playing grizzball, which no one really knows what that is, but it's like a camp game there. Um, But uh, there was probably the first time I really, my eyes were really open to the Lord. Um, There was a preacher there and he started talking about the wide road and the narrow road, which um, basically means like the wide road is a much easier road to go down and that symbolizes like hell and things of this world and then the narrow road is um the way to heaven and Jesus and it's a lot tougher and not as many people go through it and um right there I realized that I am most definitely on the wide road along with a lot of other people and that day I just realized I didn't want to be there anymore so I definitely remember my dad was a counselor there and we I just ran up to him and I'm like, dad, like, I want, like, I don't want to be in the wide world anymore. I want to be part of this. And then I remember a few days later, um, I just felt like it was time and me and my dad went to the ball field and, uh, that's where I got saved. So I just said a prayer and it was awesome. Like, I'll never forget that moment. So, Mm. and then probably, well, since then, um, I still have been going to church, but it's feels like I'm actually going to church I'm not just going to a random place um I don't fall asleep anymore and I actually am able to listen and take notes Which yeah (laughs) take notes which has been really nice which I recommend taking notes um and then so when I was 13 I felt like it was a great time for me to like uh profess my faith and show that I am committed to this and that I want to be born again um so then I got baptized when I was 13, and the speech was super scary, but I'm so glad I did it, and it was a great time. Um, and that's actually the first time I met Keone, who is he's actually the lead teaching pastor right now, but at the time he was um, the leader of SG, and he baptized me. And ever since then, we've had a really close relationship, and he's been a big impact in my life. Um, but still through that, I always found it really tough to read the Bible, and it just always seemed so advanced for me that I just couldn't seem to get my head around it. And um, this camp, I would go every year, I'd bring a couple of my friends, and it was like the highlight of my year. And I would, I would leave that place with like this camp high. And I guarantee a lot of people know what I'm talking about. It's just like, mm-hmm. like you go and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm on fire for the Lord. I am just gonna read the Bible and just be a great person. And, then you get home and it, it's like that for a couple of weeks and then it just kind of dies off. And then you're like, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll wait till next year. And then that kept happening and cycle after cycle. And uh, same thing happened in 2019 when I went to varsity camp there. Uh, year went around and I didn't really do much. And then COVID happened and I'm like, all right, I'm excited for camp because this is only going to take three weeks, this COVID, but uh, <laughs> that did not happen. So
0: when we were naive.
1: Yeah. Um, and then so my, the camp got shut down for the year, and I'm like, oh, crap. What am I going to wait two years to even open my Bible like on my own? And I'm like, this is not great. So then Kyle, uh, the youth pastor right now, he invited me to do this uh, Bible study with him and a couple other people on Zoom. And we went over philippians i believe i believe it was philippians it was philippians yeah yeah, and he talked about paul and timothy and how um paul was a mentor to timothy and timothy was menteed by paul and i realized and they talked about how you need to be a mentor and a ment and get mentored by other people and i realized that i was just getting mentored and people were just like pouring into me all the time and i realized i'm not doing that to anyone else And uh, that was a time when Kyle encouraged me, I should start a Bible study. And I'm like, what in the world do you think I could do that? Like, I don't even know my way around the Bible at all. But um, there was just a moment one night where I'm like, you know what, I'm feeling called, I'm gonna give it a shot. So I texted like six of my friends, or like eight of my friends, some of which don't know the Lord at all. And I was like, all right guys, you wanna do a Bible study? Like, this is gonna be awesome, we're gonna make it fun. and Luckily, Mm -hmm. they were all like super on board and like super into it, and uh, I bought them all a uh, devotion book on Colossians, and we just kind of went through that slowly, and it wasn't hardcore or anything, but it was just so cool. I grew in my faith so much in that, just reading the Bible and being like, all right, I'm about to teach this to people. I better know what I'm talking about. And I definitely saw a big impact in a lot of my friends' lives, which was great, and one of my friends, like, came up to me one day, and he was like, hey, man, like, is there any chance I could get a Bible from you? Like, I don't have a Bible, and and that was, like, wow, the biggest moment I've honestly ever had in my life.
0: <laughs> that's, that's an incredible feeling.
1: Because growing up in the church, you're, there's, like, thousands of Bibles everywhere, and you just have access to everything. You don't have and, a Bible? Yeah, wow. it's like, what in the world? <laughs> but, so that was great. I got him a Bible, and that really put me on fire for Christ, so... It was nice to not have to get this camp high i just i got it on my own and throughout the summer me and my friends did that for a really long time and it was great and it grew us all a lot closer and we actually this bible study group we actually went on vacation together where to to wyoming one of my friends uncles lives out there and we're up on a mountain and we did a bible study like on the top of the mountain for like two hours and it was like the coolest thing like you could just see god's creation just enjoy being his presence so um
0: psalms nineteen one. yeah heavens declare the glory of god and the sky proclaims his handiwork
1: oh yeah so yeah recently um we've still been doing the bible study a little bit um it's been tougher with school obviously but i've invited a lot of them to sg with us and a few of them have came which is awesome so i'm hoping that we can continue that in the future even if uh it's new people or just with myself but I'm just so glad that I learned like how to read the word and yeah
0: that is awesome bro so so you mentioned um your camp UPBC mm-hmm. yeah right and you said that's been a constant so so yeah, how many definitely. years now have you been going there
1: oh uh, I've been going since I was nine so like eight years in a row now and but not 2019 2019 I went 2020 I couldn't go 2020 yeah, yeah. I was planning on going but didn't happen but yeah
0: so once you get to high school do you become like a volunteer or you so once you get
1: to high school yeah there's a varsity camp so there's boys camp which is like elementary early middle school then there's jv junior varsity camp and then there's varsity camp and i was planning on going to that and i was actually well steven my older brother was going to staff there like volunteer there this summer so yeah
0: so you plan on coming back for 2020 then
1: for 2021? Yes. Yeah, I'm actually just finished my application, and I'm planning on staffing there for the summer. So For the entire summer? Uh, For, I think, like five or six weeks, oh, so wow. like half of the summer. And it's great, kind of how I talked about, like, pouring into other people. Mm-hmm. That camp's provided me so much, so it's awesome to hopefully have the opportunity to give back to other people in that way.
0: Right, and I love how you've tied that in, because earlier in your testimony, you were talking a lot about how you had a lot of mentors. Mm-hmm. You said there were a lot of people that were constantly pouring into you. Yeah, and how great that is. Mm-hmm. But you also said you you felt called to step up and be a leader and yeah. start mentoring Definitely. others in the faith. Yeah, and I think that that is a great way to do so. Mm-hmm. Like to, to volunteer to camp. What would that leadership position look like?
1: Um, so it basically was just like jumping out and giving it a shot at this Bible study because. Me, my friends and I always hung out, but that was never really a topic of discussion, and it was kind of almost awkward at first to talk about it, because we were just so used to not doing anything like that, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just kind of had to do the first step, and since then, all of them have volunteered, and they've actually like led their own Bible study in the group, and it's been great. It was like the highlight of my quarantine, highlight of my year, so yeah.
0: Awesome. So that sounds like that Bible study has seriously been a blessing for you. Definitely. So that's at Hudsonville, right? That's where you go, mm-hmm. Hudsonville? Everyone high school?
1: in there is from Hudsonville, yeah.
0: For sure. So is that just a, a thing between friends, or is that something like you're actively trying to like get people from the school to come to?
1: Mm-hmm. So that one is just between friends, um, just kind of like a close, just get tight with each other. But actually, uh, last winter, and hopefully we're going to start it up soon, um, Stephen and I – with uh, a few other people, we did a Bible study with like anyone could come um, in the morning or yeah. And there was like not too many people that came, but everyone who came, it was like a great thing. And we all got a lot closer and we read a book. So, yeah.
0: What what book you read?
1: It was called Wretched Saints. Hmm. And I recommend it. It's by my brother Ben actually recommended it to me, but it's by his pastor from another church in Michigan State where he went. So.
0: Yeah, Ben's pretty cool. We like Ben. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> all right, so, so focusing in, on um, there, there was a difference, right, between having you here, right, versus having Ethan here. Like, Ethan was homeschooled, mm-hmm. right, in your public school. Yeah. So I love to have asked, I asked Ethan, right, how does living the life of Christ, how does reflecting his glory, how does sharing the gospel, basically being a minister to people, how does that change being homeschooled? I'd love to hear your perspective in public school, you're kind of mm-hmm. around the same people day in and day yeah. out. Yeah.
1: So, like, I feel like with homeless, or not homeless school, <laughs> homeschool, Home <schooled. laughs> uh, you still go to school a little bit for, like, certain things and stuff, but right. a lot of your friends and, like, people you interact with are usually, like, Christian friends because it's from your youth group, which is a great thing. And at public school, there's so many people there from all walks of life and everything. But... I've just found it that you just be nice to everybody and you don't always have to be going around like preaching the word. It's through your like actions and what you do and what you don't do more specifically. And I honestly am so glad I came to Hudsonville and it's definitely been a big blessing. And I'm just, um, yeah,
0: for sure. I love how you mentioned, um, passive versus active sharing Mm -hmm. of the gospel. Yeah. Right there. A lot of people think, right, if you're going to lead someone to Christ or reflect Christ in their life, yeah, you have definitely. to, like, sit down, have a conversation, and be like, yeah. hey, John 3.16, let's walk exactly, through it. Exactly, yeah. Where, where in reality, even though that that's a perfectly good way to share it, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the gospel, you also do it through your life, just how you live, how you say what you don't say, things like that. So I love that. That's really cool. I'm glad mm-hmm. that Hudsonville has been able to be such a great blessing for you. Yeah. So you've been able to find mentorship roles then in your Bible study, mm-hmm. and even stepping up at camp to volunteer. Yeah. So what does that um, look like at camp? What does that leadership? At program?
1: camp, so I would say the majority of it is kind of doing like manual labor mm-hmm. and being in the kitchen and like cooking up all the stuff and. But there's also times which, like, this is what I remember of the staffers of, like, the previous years is they'd go into your cabin and they'd have, like, quiet times with you guys with the other kids. Right. And that was always great because they were, like, these older dudes that they just seemed like they had their whole life together and they were, like, idols to us. Well, not idols, (laughs) but you know what I'm talking about. Role models. Yeah, role models. There we go. And I just would love to be able to give back in that way, and I'm so excited for it, so.
0: That's awesome. I'm happy for you. So uh, what weeks are you going for then? Um, Specific it's,
1: month? Yeah, it's the month of June to like mid-July. Right. Yeah.
0: So that's pretty awesome seeing like the um, similarities, especially because Ethan came in. He talked mm-hmm. about Life Action Camp. Yeah, and yeah. how big that's been. You come in, you talk mm-hmm. about UPBC, which I had never heard of until you introduced yeah. it to me. So that's definitely something to look into. In my life, uh, the biggest camp has always been Camp Barrichel. That's oh, yeah. That's always been a big one for us. Lake Ann's good, too. So it seems to me if I were to take a theme from your testimony, it would be about responsibility of your faith, mm-hmm. right? Not, not letting someone else try to carry your faith. Yeah, exactly. Not relying only on mentors, not relying mm-hmm. on, only on a camp spiritual high, mm-hmm. but instead, you know, taking it by the reins and saying, I'm going to make a choice right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: to live for Christ. You, you mentioned you were at a crossroads. Yeah. So responsibility of your faith. What does that look like? What has that looked like?
1: It's. It was honestly very tough at the start because my whole life it's always been oh like I am so busy with sports and school like I don't have time to do this stuff, and then, COVID. There's nothing going on. It's like oh like I've always had time for this. It's my own self that like isn't willing to do this or too scared to do this, and once you decide to take responsibility of your faith. It's, like, such a great thing, and um, I'm just so glad I did it, Mm -hmm. and I would definitely recommend anyone to, like, have a relationship with God, like an intimate, not just only at your youth group or your camp or your Bible study with a bunch of people. Like, you have to own your own faith.
0: Exactly, because, I mean, we're not called to be Sunday-going Christians. Mm -hmm. We're called to be seven days a week, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. Christians Always reflecting the light of Christ. And it's not easy, which is why we have mentors, why we have mentees. We rely on each other. We're we're, we're the body Mm -hmm. of Christ, and And the members support each other.
1: Yeah, if I could talk about, so I've had a lot of mentors in my life, which have been great. Um, One specifically, his name's Jonah. Um, I went to, I've been doing Young Life for a few years now, and I never would have done it unless this dude, like, nonstop texted me. And I I thought he was annoying at first. (laughs) But... He's definitely become a big mentor in my life and a role model. And he's just a great dude. Um, and it's crazy to see how, like, many times I didn't want to go to these camps or go to the Monday Monday evening Young Life things. But he was just like, come on, dude, I know you're going to love it. And just kind of, like, not kind of uh, in the song where it's, like, uh, leaves the 99 to go get the one sheep. Right. I feel like it was like that, like, he's not, they're not leaving anybody behind. And it's just great to have someone always looking out for you, so.
0: For sure. So what has helped you live out your faith? Has there been a specific thing or event or person that has just constantly always been something you can fall back on?
1: Um, I would definitely say my brothers because there are three older brothers, three role models in my life. We've always been super close, and obviously we fought, but that was for fun. And my, <laughs> mom, my mom shut that down pretty quick, yeah. But definitely my brothers just kind of, like, follow their path. And uh, my brother Steven and Ben, we were both in quarantine at the same house, and we got very sick of each other. But <laughs> we started this thing called uh, something, I don't know, Ben, what was it called? Real Life Discipleship. Real life discipleship. And it was just talking about how you need to evangelize and, like, you can't – yeah, you have to have your own faith, but it means nothing unless you go and try to help other people. So,
0: yeah. Right, so using family. Yeah. For sure.
1: They've definitely been a cornerstone.
0: Yeah, That has definitely been a blessing mm-hmm. in your life and in mine. What What would you say have been roadblocks that you've had to overcome or maybe still have yet to overcome mm. with this?
1: Um, Roadblocks, I would definitely say – my own head, saying I don't have enough time, and a big one would be just the complexity of the Bible because mm. that thing has a lot of big words in it. <laughs> um I've found that devotional books that kind of break up the Bible into like smaller parts or they explain it. I actually got a study Bible too, which there's like footnotes that make it easier to understand have been a big
0: Th- those are life savings yeah, they I help recently a lot got one as well, yeah, yeah. They're great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. You know, our own apathy. I mean, I see it in my life. That's mm-hmm. something that often holds me back. I'll realize I've gone three, four, five days since I've last really dug into the word. Yeah. You know, and then I can be like, Well, what have I been doing the last few <laughs> days? And you know, it's just been wasting my time. Yeah. So that's that. That's for reals. Yeah. And complexity. You know, having to study a Bible, having a commentary, a devotional book. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing resources. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Right. they they break it down they make it sizable
1: and then ask anyone any mentor you have or any adult you have if you ask them like if you can ha- get one somehow they will be so happy and they will get one for you immediately so
0: and that that is a guarantee as well I mean you you take any person that you know is living out the faith and you just say hey I I need a bible or mm-hmm. hey I want to do a bible study you know if they're if they're serious about what they're saying any, any person in their right mind, they're gonna jump on Without that. a doubt. And they're yeah. gonna be like, let me be a mentor to you, I will pour into your life, mm-hmm. and I will raise you up in the yeah. way you should go. So reach out mm-hmm. if you have questions. All right, I love how in your testimony, you mentioned you found yourself becoming dependent
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the camp. Yeah. Right? Can, you, can you unpack that a little bit?
1: Um, yeah, so when you go to a camp, I don't know if the people listening have gone there, gone to a camp before, but the music's always, like, super hype and exciting, and you're jumping around, and it's like, wow, like, there is nothing between me and God right now. We are so close. This is so great. Like, Christianity is so awesome. And because you're surrounded by other people that want to do the same thing. But once you get to your ho- your home or your schools, it's not always like that, and you kind of just forget about it or you just kind of like slowly go away from it. And uh, it sucks to like know where you were and where you are now at that time. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely a big struggle in my life for a while.
0: Right. And, and you know one of the ways to overcome that is you know, just getting into the word, mm-hmm. constantly getting into the definitely. word. Cause I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, I, I talk with people, they're saying, hey Levi, I'm going through this and this and this, and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I want to empathize with them, and I do. But I also ask them, I say, all right, have you been reading your Bible lately? And they're like, no. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it is an ocean of bright, glorious, weighty, all-satisfying truth about God and about Jesus and what he wants from us in our lives. And and when read right, a Bible study, when done right, a Bible study, it can be the most relaxing thing. It sounds so intimidating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It does. I mean, you can
0: probably vouch for that. Yeah. Especially when you're the one to start. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're the one that has to go to your friend group and say, "Hey guys, we should go read Colossians or something."
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like, "What is Colossians? <laughs> like, who, who is this guy?" Yeah.
0: Right? But once you get into that and, and you get to know people and you develop those relationships built on the right foundation
1: mm-hmm. of the
0: gospel, it it's, it makes an astronomical difference. Yeah. The relationship. Sure. Can, you could say that. Oh, definitely. Right? Those relationships they just get deepened. Mm-hmm. and it's incredible. So if, if you're looking for, for, for a challenge, or even if, if you're shy, I would challenge you today. Go to your friends, go to your school, go to your parents, <laughs> and just say, you know what? Let's do a Bible study. Tell me what time works for you. Tell me what you want to learn about. Do the research. Get mm-hmm. a commentary. yeah, and, and And start that thing up.
1: And with those Bible studies that I started, my parents did help me a lot with that just kind of helping me go through the word and like showing me because they're like not pros but they know their way around the bible and it's just so great to have somebody who's willing to help you out so that was definitely a big blessing as well
0: use your resources yeah you don't you don't have to be an island Mm -hmm. and that goes back to mentorship exactly even if you're being a mentor to someone else someone's still being a mentor to you Mm -hmm. all right i've got some final questions here um just some general ones we like to ask, mm-hmm. and then this will help you give a final application challenges or pieces of advice to any of our okay. listeners. What has been a challenge in your faith over the last year?
1: Um, over the last year, and definitely over the last like three or four months, has been the college decision. Mm-hmm. This is this is what Ethan said too, but it is very true. I didn't realize how much like weight it would have to it. Right, um, And through that, I've just, um, like, I looked up Bible verses about, like, peace and trusting him and all that. And that's been great. I've been listening to podcasts about that while I work. And you just got to know that God's got it under control, which is hard to just kind of <laughs> let go. It's very difficult. But you, you got to do it. And that has definitely helped a lot.
0: Right. Yeah. For sure, anxiety with that. Mm-hmm. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So what have you found helpful in battling sin in your life?
1: Definitely just leaning on other people. Um, so me and one of my cousins, we had been going through the same struggle, the same sin. And uh, over the last year or so, I texted him. I'm like, hey, let's keep each other accountable. Let's be like accountability partners. And... um that has been awesome. It has definitely kept us both on track. We're not perfect, but it's kept us both on track more. And when we get together, we can talk about that and just grow together. Um, That has definitely been a great thing. Yeah.
0: Amen to that. I've had the same experience with my cousin even Oh really? in the past three or four months. Yeah. You've actually, I think you've met my cousin. Matthew. Yeah. 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 He's, he's come up from Detroit a few times. So what's been a moment recently where you've needed to lean into scripture to know how to act or respond besides just the college decision?
1: Mm. Um, so, well, it is has to do with the college decision, but it's with sports. So mm. I've played sports my entire life. That's always been like a thing that I've leaned on. And football ended and baseball got canceled last year. It might get canceled this year. and. I sort of had a little bit of an identity crisis i would say mm-hmm. which is like i'm an athlete like that's kind of who i am right. and i realized like that is not how i want to be defined anymore that's not how i am defined i want to be defined by the lord and um getting into the word and talking to other people have definitely shown me that like that is not what i need to identify myself with um i want to be like a lover of the lord who also happens to play sports like that should be a last thing
0: not being nate the baseball player yeah being nate the christian (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right and then finally for all of our listeners right now is there final advice or exhortations you would like to give for them in taking their faith by the reins because it's easy to talk about Mm -hmm. and it's easy to listen to especially because we're not right there in their homes while they're listening to this But as a brother in Christ, Mm -hmm. as a member of the body of Christ, what would you say to them?
1: I'd say talk to a friend, someone that you trust and that, um, you can just lean on someone that, you know, like has their best interest out for you. You could talk to them about the Lord and start a Bible study. (laughs) Like I know it is obvious that I'm saying that because that's what I did, but I think that is a great thing that has definitely blessed me. And, um, I hope my friends as well, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't see how that could be a bad thing. It is a great thing all around. So,
0: for sure, yeah. you know, step up, mm-hmm. step into leadership. You know, we're exactly. unprepared. You say, you yeah, know, yeah, you're what? never
1: gonna be prepared. I, you might, you, you might say,
0: I don't even have enough friends for that. <laughs> you know, just just find one person, yeah, and just say, you know what, this is what we're gonna do. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I trust God is gonna work this out for exactly. His glory and our edification. He'll guide you through it. sure. All right, and with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. As always, Jesus loves you. Go forth and make disciples. As always, at the end of our faith talks, we would like to take a moment to share the gospel with all of you. Our gospel today comes from 1 Corinthians 15:3 through four. Paul writes, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Guys, we, we can't save ourselves, we're unable. We mess up and we sin and we fail every single day that we've ever been alive. And for every single day we will ever be alive, we will continue to fail. And we deserve punishment. We deserve death. We are not sinning against ourselves. We're not sinning against the people around us. We're sinning against the immortal and righteous God of all creation. So there would seem that there is no hope, but God being rich in mercy, has sent his son, Jesus Christ, willing to live on earth as a human, to live a sinless life and then to die a gruesome death in our place that we deserved, died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was buried, he was dead, and then he was raised from the dead in triumph over death forever. What hope we have, what joy we have now. For any who are listening, if you do not have this hope, if you do not have this joy, I ask you, I implore you, tonight, even tonight, as you listen to this, wherever you are, take it. Pray to God and ask for new life. Commit your life to him. If you're near us, my name is Levi Kiger. You can reach out to me. I'm based out of Grace Community Church in Hudsonville, Michigan. If you have no way to get in contact with the church or with me, reach out to a trusted adult to point you to a local church. As always, go and faith.